Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning and welcome to the Vince Coakley Radio Program. It is Thursday as we zip through this first week of the brand new year. How is it starting off for you, especially on these New Year's resolutions? It's really funny. I was noticing a couple of people who were talking about going to the gym, and they made reference to the fact they wanted to make sure they got there early. In anticipation of all the people who are going to be there to try to fulfill their New Year's resolutions, they said, you know, we're not too worried about this. It's going to be crazy the first few days, and all these people who have the resolutions to work out, it's going to gradually, uh, these people will drop off, and it's not going to be as busy. Kind of cynical, isn't it? But there's a lot of truth to this. No question about that. A lot to talk about during the course of the broadcast today. Of course, we'll talk about all of the ongoing threats that are going on in our world. You know, you know, as we know, this is not a pretty place. Things um, in our world, <laughs> to say they're imperfect, would be a profound understatement, especially the fact that we've got two ongoing wars grabbing our attention, and for very good reason, especially with concerns of the possibility of escalation. We will talk about some of the latest developments along those lines. Also coming up today, we will talk about what's going on on the culture front. I'm very encouraged. And you're going to hear an account of one rapper who has come out and basically slammed some of the policies of the left that just don't make any sense. And part of what's gone through my mind is my hope is that perhaps people who don't normally listen to you or listen to me, maybe they will listen to this rapper and recognize, you know what? This guy is making a whole lot of sense. That's a hint as to who it is, by the way. That was an unintentional pun. Yesterday, we shared with you, we talked about the situation at Harvard University. And man, we have a whole lot of people. A whole lot of people who are fit to be tied over the dismissal of the president of that school. We all know that it's appropriate that this woman has been removed because this was driven by facts. This was driven by uh, concerns, uh, not only about the way this whole anti-Semitism thing has been addressed, but by allegations that apparently have legs to them of plagiarism. These are things to be taken seriously if you're the president of a university, especially an elite university. But pretty much on cue, what do you think is the message that's being communicated by so many on the left today. Well, you know, it's so predictable. This woman is a target because she's black and because she's a woman. And just wait until you hear joyless Reed let loose on this. This woman has completely lost her mind. It just, if MSMDC wants to understand why, their ratings are in the cellar. They should sit and really listen to this moron and her rants and her raving because she's way out in left field. You know, it really borders on mental illness. So you'll hear the perspective of the left, which is always of the ongoing mindset that everything relates to race and to gender and that everything that conservatives are about is about promoting white people. 
That's what we're here. You know, that's why I'm here. I'm here to promote white people. I mean, <laughs> this is just the dumbest. Uh, we will actually hear some of their comments coming up during the course of the broadcast today. I want to also give you a heads up about Therapeutic Thursday. You're going to love this segment. Now, I especially, I, I want to call out those of you who have businesses, those of you who are bosses, because an ex-CEO offers somewhat of a confession and says that this particular trait, this person thought was a great skill, and it turned out it was not a great skill. It was actually toxic and made the work environment toxic. I want you to listen to this because you have the real potential here. If this is an issue for you to change the atmosphere in the workplace that you run. And I want you to think beyond even businesses, just as a human being, what is communicated here is really rich. So that's ahead for Therapeutic Thursday. You do not want to miss it. I want to begin. I mentioned wars. And in the midst of all the ugliness of war, there's no way to sanitize war and make it look better, nor should we try. But can we find silver linings in the midst of these horrible things that are occurring? Of course we can. Associated Press reports Russia and Ukraine have exchanged hundreds of prisoners of war in the biggest release so far. Hundreds of prisoners of war. This is the biggest one since the invasion of Ukraine in February of 2022. Ukrainian authorities said 230 Ukrainian prisoners of war returned home in the first exchange in almost five months. Russia's defense ministry said 248 Russian servicemen have been freed under the deal sponsored by the United Arab Emirates. Do you notice how active the UAE has been in world affairs recently? They've been involved and engaged in efforts to get hostages released from Hamas. They are really proving to be players on the world stage. The UAE's foreign ministry attributed the successful swap to the strong, friendly relations between the UAE and both the Russian Federation and the Republic of Ukraine, which were supported by sustained calls at the highest levels. So the UAE has maintained close economic ties with Moscow, despite Western sanctions and pressure on Russia after it launched the invasion in 2022. Ukraine's human rights ombudsman said it was the 49th prisoner exchange during the war. Some of the Ukrainians have been held since 2022 think about this that's a long time in, in if this is the start of the war you're talking about nearly two years i'm just thinking of the wondrous fact that over 200 families on each side reconnecting with their loved ones so Yes, we find in the midst of the ugliness of war something that is indeed praiseworthy. And our hope and prayer is that this entire situation would be resolved very soon. Remember, it was just a few days ago, Vladimir Putin made the comment that there was a need to bring this war to an end. I, I think he recognizes, who knows, in his heart of hearts, maybe he recognizes this was a mistake and maybe looking for a way out, if only. And we're back on the Vince Coakley radio program. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, I want to tell you about a couple of developing stories that are going on right now. One of them, police reporting there's been a shooting at a high school in Perry, Iowa. The extent of the injury is unclear at this point. A woman who answered the Perry Police Department phone confirmed the shooting, did not provide any further information. An enormous number of emergency vehicles surrounded the building that houses the town's middle school and high school. One person reports her daughter, a ninth grader, getting rushed from the school grounds at 745 this morning. 
and was looking for her son, a sixth grader, an hour later. So at this point, we are waiting to learn more information about this. The Dallas County Emergency Management Agency reporting a news conference will be held later this morning. So I assume there's some resolution that has been brought to this, but we do not know exactly what that is at this point. Also, I just want to give you a heads up on this story because I assure you that this is going to be something that will add to the collection of things that will uh, cause Democrats to pile on Donald Trump. You know, do not come after the messenger. I mean, I just want to be very clear about that. Don't attack the messenger. All I'm doing is telling you what is being alleged. USA Today releasing this story just minutes ago, right as this story started. Here's the headline. Donald Trump received millions of dollars from foreign governments. This an allegation from House Oversight Democrats. This is an allegation from them. So, I just reading the headline, you can certainly get a sense of where this is going. Especially when you hear of the voluminous nature of this. Further into the story, former President Donald Trump unconstitutionally profited from the presidency during his tenure in the White House, reaping millions of dollars for his business empire from foreign governments. Democrats on the House Oversight Committee released a 156-page report. This just came out this morning, accusing Trump of exploiting the presidency to financially benefit himself and members of his family. Trump's businesses, according to the report, received at least $7.8 million from corrupt and authoritarian governments, including China, Saudi Arabia, and Qatar. This report, the accumulation of a nearly seven-year investigation. It's kind of interesting that they have done this very, very quietly. This is not the kind of thing that, you know, typically these folks make a whole lot of noise, and maybe there's some wisdom in this from the standpoint of how they have actually, uh, you know, waited till they've come up with whatever. I'm not saying that this is a substantive report that is uh, based on any solid evidence. But they've at least spent the time putting this 156-page report together. Seven-year investigation. What they're claiming is they have a stunning web of millions of dollars in payments made by foreign governments and their agents directly to Trump-owned businesses while President Trump was in the White House. Among the report's findings and records available to the committee, China made the most payments to Trump's businesses during his tenure. Isn't this ironic in light of the policies that were pursued to punish China? the trade issues. But supposedly, China made the most payments to Trump's businesses during his tenure, spending more than $5.5 million at Trump Tower in New York and two of Trump's hotels in Washington and Vegas. House Oversight Democrats specifically accused Trump of violating the Constitution's Foreign Emoluments Clause, which prohibits the president of profiting from foreign governments without the approval of Congress which I'm sure they would have willingly given him. <laughs> you know, I, the other thing I would add to that, you know, you can't profit. You know, I can imagine Congress telling him, you can't profit like we can. Your crookedness cannot exceed ours. <laughs> the reporter also notes its findings are incomplete after House Republicans took control of the committee last year and halted the investigation which the late Elijah Cummings of Maryland started in 2016 when he was the top Democrat on that committee. Jamie Raskin of Maryland 
said it is true that 7.8 million is almost certainly only a fraction of Trump's harvest of unlawful foreign state money. But this figure in itself is a scandal and a decisive spur to action. Raskin is the top Democrat in the Oversight Committee. He wrote the Ford for this report. I can guarantee you there will be much more about this in the coming days. By the way, the House Democrats subpoenaed Mazers USA an accounting firm Trump's former accounting firm in 2019 now Trump tried to block the request but the Supreme Court upheld the subpoena in 2020 Trump Mazers and the committee then controlled by Democrats agreed on a set of terms for Mazers to release its records on Trump now, after Republicans took control of the committee Mazers was eventually released from its legal obligation to provide relevant information and documentation to the Democrats' investigation. But nonetheless, this is what they're putting out there, that what we have is a president who has personally profited. This is their allegation, and I'm sure they will beat this drum and beat this drum and beat this drum like they have other issues related to the former president. Love to get your thoughts on this as we continue our broadcast. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whenever I hear this song... It always reminds me of bell bottoms. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious to think back to that era and sometimes to watch some of the older movies from the 70s and see the dress styles, the hairstyles. Oh my goodness. It is uh, absolutely amusing. Earlier in the broadcast, I mentioned to you the. The fact that messengers and distinct messengers are really important. And here's what I mean by that. You could go out right now and you can say something to certain people in this society and nobody's going to care. Because you're going to be stereotyped as a conservative. Maybe you're a white person, especially if you're male. You know, who's going to pay attention to you? But there are certain people who have... I guess you can call it street cred. And they're going to be able to go to black communities, going to speak to younger people, and they're going to listen. It's like, oh, this person said that. I should pay attention. Now, I'm not saying this is a good thing. I'm saying uh, this is just reality. There are people who just do not pay attention to people who are not cultural icons. This is just the world a lot of, especially our younger people, uh, the world they live in. It's driven by social media. It's driven by celebrities, special people. Well, get a load of this story. Reported by Breitbart, 50 Cent slams California over taxpayer-funded health insurance to illegal aliens. The direct quote is, what the? And you know what word comes after that. I value our FCC license too much to use it. He goes on, I don't understand this. This is going to cost $2.6 billion for taxpayers. I want you to think about this. Think about what you're doing right now. You are working your ass off to provide for your family. And you have one state that's just going to throw your money away. Now, here's, here's why I say your money. It's a matter of time. How many of you think it's just a matter of time before California goes bankrupt? They're going to be looking for some sort of bailout from the federal government. We can't let our largest state go under. So they can just spend and spend and spend with impunity. $2.6 billion dollars. This was an Instagram post from 50 Cent. 
He told MSNBC anchor Ari Melber, they don't even give veterans health insurance. Call my phone now. Help me understand this (laughs) S-word. WTF. In his post, the rapper also included an image of California Governor Gavin Newsom above a caption that read, California becomes first U.S. state to offer health insurance to all illegal migrants. A little more detail on this. On Monday, California expanded health insurance under the state program known as Medi-Cal to about 700,000 illegal aliens between the ages of 26 and 49. By the way, if, if I might say, I distinctly remember as we worked on the application for not only my wife, but also for family members of hers, we had basically to swear to the idea that these folks we were applying for would not become a public charge and would not need federal programs, government programs, and would be able to take care of themselves. That's what's on these forms, unless they've changed them. And now you've got these people coming in. And now, what's the messaging going to be to these illegal aliens, not only in Mexico, but many other places? Hey, there's free health care now, free health insurance. Why not cross the border? Federal government, by the way, says it's recorded more than 2 million encounters of illegal migrants crossing the southern border in fiscal year 2023. More than 2.2 million in fiscal year 2022. In 2015, then California Governor Jerry Brown set the precedent when he signed legislation that allowed illegal migrant children to qualify for Medi-Cal. Of course, we've got to take care of the children. 2019, Newsom expanded the coverage to illegal aliens between 19 and 25. Now, the taxpayer-funded health insurance has been taken a step further, covering illegals 26 to 49. Do you see what they're doing? Next thing you know, they'll say, okay, from age 50 up to death, you're covered. Newsom's office told ABC News, in California, we believe everyone deserves access to quality, affordable health care coverage, regardless of income or immigration status. Through this expansion, we're making sure families and communities across California are healthier, stronger, and able to get the care they need when they need it. Now, some would say, okay, Vince, are you saying we should not be compassionate and take care of people? I'm saying we cannot take care of people who are not U.S. citizens. We can't continue to do this. We can barely take care of our own. In fact, we're not. We are going into further debt with programs allegedly taking care of our own people. So now we're going to expand this to non-citizens. This is pure foolishness. And I hope people are further awakened to this by what 50 Cent has communicated. This is really a huge issue. And as I described to you on yesterday's program, we darn well better get our fiscal house in order. Where, where are we now? $34 billion, trillion dollars in debt. $34 trillion. With no conversation about not only stopping the bleed, but paying this down. No serious conversation about this whatsoever. And now we're going to add taking care of illegal immigrants on top of what we're already spending. Pure madness is what it is. If you have a different view on this, I would love to hear it and the rationale behind it. (laughs) I dare say you're going to have a hard time coming up with a rationale for this one. Still to come on the broadcast, one of the implications of the ongoing war, especially in the Middle East, we now have increased security for a former official with the Trump administration. We'll tell you what's going on there. Also, we will delve into the insanity of the radical left, absolutely beside themselves by the resignation of Claudine Gay, 
We'll talk about this and much more as we continue. update you on a developing story out of <laughs> a very volatile region. U.S. militaries carried out a strike in Baghdad against an Iraqi militia leader. It's blaming for attacks against U.S. forces in the country, killing him and another person. The U.S. official who spoke on condition of anonymity said the strike hit a vehicle in Baghdad and it targeted, targeted this particular leader without naming the person. But this is yet another uh, location, you might say, of military activity. For all of the things that are going on right now regarding war, we are of course, very thankful that we're not involved in a hot war ourselves. But we have found ourselves responding to related terrorist organizations who have ties back to Iran. There's no question about it. I want you to think with me for a moment, and, and God forbid this would ever happen. Could you imagine... If one of these terrorist groups was able to reach and in some way harm, kill a high-profile official here in the United States of America, how would that go over? I mean, I would think this would be kind of catastrophic. Associated Press reports U.S. again renews protection for former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and top aide over Iran threats. The Biden administration has once again renewed the taxpayer-funded protection for former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and one of his top aides, who have been the target of persistent threats from Iran. The State Department notified Congress late last month the threats against Pompeo and Trump administration Iran envoy Brian Hook remain serious and credible and continue to warrant government-provided security details. This is pretty disturbing. The notifications are dated December 19th, but were not transmitted to Congress until December 22nd. The Associated Press got a hold of these yesterday, which is why we're able to report them now. As you know, tensions in the Middle East soaring since the outbreak of Israel's war against Hamas in Gaza and escalated further after dozens of people were killed in blasts in Iran at a memorial service for the Iran Revolutionary Guard Commander, Qasem Soleimani, who was assassinated in a U.S. airstrike in Baghdad back January 3rd, 2020. So tensions are definitely high. Pompeo and Hook were the public faces of the U.S. maximum pressure campaign against Iran after former President Donald Trump withdrew from the Iran nuclear deal back in 2018, and Iran has blamed both for the killing of Soleimani. The notifications to Congress signed by Deputy Secretary of State for Management Richard Verma mark the 16th time the State Department has extended protection to Hook since he left office in January 2021, the 13th time it's extended that protection to Pompeo. Now, the discrepancy arises because Pompeo, as a former cabinet secretary, automatically had government security for several months after leaving office. The AP reported March of 22, the State Department was paying more than $2 million a month to provide 24-hour security to Pompeo and Hook. Can you imagine? $2 million a month. Now, for this latest round of protection, there's no dollar amount put on this. The notifications don't specifically identify Iran as the source of the threats, but Iranian officials have long vented anger at Pompeo and Hook for leading the Trump administration's policy against Iran, including designating the Revolutionary Guard Corps a foreign terrorist organization, subjecting it to unprecedented sanctions, and orchestrating that assassination. 
But obviously we hope that both of these men remain safe in the midst of the very dangerous environment that we have on the world stage right now. I don't want to go into any of the other things that I was planning to delve into before the break. I don't want to break this up. I definitely want to come back to these stories a little bit later on about the reaction to the dismissal or the resignation of the Harvard president. We will get back to this. I want to tell you first about an update on breaking news we told you about earlier about a shooting that happened in Perry, Iowa. Here's the information we have now updated. The city's high school was where the shooting happened the first day back in classes after their annual winter break. No further information on the shooting, and we mentioned there were an enormous number of emergency vehicles that surrounded the building that houses the town's middle school and the high school. We understand there will be a news conference a little bit later on. They will provide an update on what has happened here. FBI agents from the Omaha Des Moines office are on scene to help with the investigation led by the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation. So if there is an update on this particular story, we will provide that for you during the course of the broadcast today. Still to come, we will delve into the victimology on full display from Claudine Gay, who has resigned from Harvard University. You'll get to hear some of the just ridiculous reaction to this. But first, we're going to start with Therapeutic Thursday. Are you a perfectionist? Well, it's not a good thing. And you're going to hear the account from one former CEO about the need to get rid of this toxic trait. That's straight ahead. Right here. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Vince Coakley radio program still to come. We are going to talk about the hysterical reaction from the radical left because of the resignation of Claudine Gay. It's not about the fact that this woman is corrupt, not about the fact that this woman has poorly served the school. And she's basically um, the typical bureaucrat. You're going to see the left continue to circle the wagons on this one. Wait until you hear the defense and the panic and the fear that is being pushed out, especially into the black community. It's absolutely positively insane. We'll get to that coming up in just a few minutes. Also, are you one of the people who believes the idea that plants-based products are healthier for you? Well, apparently... You may be misguided. We're going to talk about that coming up in just a few minutes. But first, Therapeutic Thursday. CNBC has a great story about a former CEO. Now, I want you to think of this. If you are a boss, I want you to pay a special attention to this because this is something that may be helpful to improve your workplace. I think it's also good for you to be a healthier person. You know, no matter what goes on in the work, workplace. But even if you're not a CEO or a boss, I think this is also important counsel. The headline for the CNBC story, this common trait is a red flag of a toxic boss, according to the ex-IBM CEO. I used to think it was a great skill. This is one of the things I... I Okay, I promise I will not veer too far off with my ADHD mind. But I think there are a lot of things in our society that are viewed, unfortunately, as good things, as skills. And they're really liabilities. 
Perfectionism might seem like a great quality for a boss to have. It's actually pretty toxic, according to Jenny Rometty, who's the former president and CEO of IBM. Rometty worked at the tech giant for 39 years, starting as a systems engineer back in 1981, rising to the top post in 2012, before stepping down in 2020. In her early days as a boss, she was a poster child for perfectionism. She communicated this at the 2023 World Business Forum Summit on Wednesday. We're going to talk a little bit more about this in a bit. I want to go to that news conference on the Iowa high school shooting. We brought to you as breaking news a little while ago. Let's listen in on the news conference with an update. Uh, Officer first arrived within seven minutes of that activation uh, and located multiple gunshot victims. We're still unclear of exactly how many are injured uh, or what the extent of those are, but we're working on that right now. There is no further danger to the public. The community is safe. Uh, we're just now working backwards, trying to figure out everything that happened and make notifications. Um, there'll be another update later on today. Uh, we're, it's still very early. This happened at approximately 7.37 this morning. School didn't start yet, luckily, uh, so there was very few students and faculty in the building, uh, which I think contributed to uh, a good outcome in that sense. But we'll have more information later on this afternoon. We will not be releasing any more information in the meantime. Uh, so please be patient with us so that we can talk with these victims and their families and try and figure out what happens. We won't be answering any questions today either, or right now. Uh, we'll let you know later on this afternoon, uh, afternoon, what time we'll be meeting back with you again. And we hope to provide more detail then. So can we, just, just to be clear, you don't have a number of people who were injured in this? We're still working on that. Have you identified the shooter? Yes. What's their current status? Are they alive? Or? Oh, we'll get to that later on this afternoon. Can you confirm if the shooter was a student at the school? I can't confirm that right now. Can you confirm me any deaths? Is there no, a reunification center for families and students right now? Great point. Uh, the reunification center has already been established, uh, and that most of those, I think all the kids have been reunified already. Uh, so we're good in that in that area. Thank you. Are there any faculty members that were hurt? I can't answer that question yet. Have you made any apprehensions or arrests? Can't answer that question yet either. All right, you've been listening to Adam Infante, who is the Dallas County, Iowa Sheriff, giving us an update on what happens at this school this morning, the school in Perry, Iowa. Their high school was the scene of a shooting. Here's the information that we have thus far, uh, and it's very scant at this point. Multiple gunshot victims, no further danger to the public. The public is safe, and they're in the process of notifications. Now, we can speculate from what has been communicated here that the person responsible has either been arrested or that person perhaps has been neutralized in some fashion, possibly dead. We don't know. But the bottom line is they can, they've communicated the public is safe, so obviously the person is not uh, free to continue this kind of activity elsewhere as far as shooting people. But that is the best news out of all of this, the fact that the threat is over with. And now they're in the process of just trying to sort out information on what exactly happened this morning at about 7.30 their time. So if there's any new information that comes across during the course of this broadcast, we will bring that to you. I was starting to tell, tell you about this toxic trait of perfectionism. And we're referring to Jenny Rometty, who's the former president and CEO of IBM. Referring to a previous nickname. In my early career was Red Pen. You'd send anything to me, I'd send it back completely red. I used to think that was a great skill to find every mistake and improvement. Oh, gosh. 
I, I can see some of the strands of me in this. Find every mistake and improve it. A wake-up call from a colleague helped her realize her obsession with finding mistakes was negatively impacting her employees. One person was like, you know, people just don't even want to try hard because you're going to change it and fix it. It's never going to be good enough. Rometty said, that's pretty disabling for people. I was disempowering them. Of course, it was never my intent, but I learned to stop it. Your perfectionist boss may think they're showing you how to be detail-oriented. Instead, they could be harming your team's anxiety and productivity. Perfectionism is the enemy of progress, she said. And it polarizes people ideologically. This is why we make no progress on many things. By the way, if I can just interject here, one of the things I like to do, I mean, what do I, what do I try to start off with in this broadcast? I try to find some things that are encouraging, that are positive. This is what I try to do in communication, especially if I, I'm, I'm going to address something negative with somebody. I try to start off by praising that person. What, what positive qualities does this person have? Oh, I, I want to encourage you how much I appreciate this about you. That's where I like to start. And then I lower the boom. <laughs> no, hopefully there's no boom lowered. But then graciously communicate, hey, I'm kind of concerned about this. But you got to praise people. You got to, you, you can't put people in this constant cycle of perfectionism. It's not good for anybody. We're going to talk more about this and get your thoughts. I'd love to hear your stories as well. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Program, Therapeutic Thursday. Sharing some comments from Jenny Rometty, former president and CEO of IBM, talking about the problem of perfectionism, referring to this as previously a great skill, at least that's what she thought, and then realized it was very toxic. Psychologist Kate Rasmussen says perfectionism is a growing problem for the next generation of professionals. As many as two in five kids and adolescents are perfectionists. We're starting to talk about how it's heading toward an epidemic and public health issue. If you want to do something about your perfectionist boss, you can start by helping them recognize they're creating a negative environment for both the workplace and themselves. They'll either burn out or lock themselves in a cycle of endless procrastination. According to mental health author Maura Ahrens Millay. Awareness alone may help. The more someone knows about their tendencies, the more they can focus on changing them. And the less time you'll spend hovering over your computer, deconstructing your work at the expense of your mental health. This becomes obsessive, doesn't it? Oh, we can improve this. We can improve that. It's not to say that there's not a need to continue to improve. There's got to be a point where you just let it go and recognize there is a degree of imperfection that's in everything nothing is ever going to be perfect we've got to let it go so is that helpful for any of you just wondering love to get your thoughts as we continue the broadcast 704-570-1110 on anything we have discussed thus far let's begin with david out of matthews good morning david and welcome Hey, good morning, Vince, and Happy New Year. Same uh, to you. I was just listening. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I listened to you a bunch, and I really appreciate you, but you were just trying to rewrite history, my friend. Um, you do build people up, but when it comes to people disagreeing with you about Trump, you lose your ever-loving mind and go liberal and start <laughs> casting names. Liberal? Well, wait, wait, wait a second, David. Liberal? Well, how do I go liberal on a man who... Go ahead. You call people personal insults your thought is diminished because you don't you disagree with me about trump those i'm and they're not hard mean miserable slams but it's name calling nonetheless 
Trump is in your head deep. And when people don't agree with you with regard to Trump, you don't build those people up. I can't build up their ideas. You don't. We're we're talking. You're David. Stop a moment because you're talking about two very different things. You're talking about a conversation about a presidential candidate as opposed to dealing with a person in the workplace. I'm going to deal with a person in the workplace. By the way, I have a number of friends in workplaces where they uh, have disagree with me on this Trump matter, and I get along with them just fine. So to the broader issue of what you're talking about, that's not a problem. But on the discussion, the problem, David, is I'm not hearing people come to me with substantive answers and responses to my critiques. That's what bothers me is I hear these cultic, canned responses over and over again. That's what you are hearing and what you're referring to as being unhinged, because it, there's no logic behind it. That's what I'm talking about, David. I mean, okay. it, it, it's, it's, there's a very important distinction there. So if somebody wants to, you know, and, and there are people who've called in and disagreed, and been very respectful we've had great conversations but when you come and you're giving me a cult line you may as well be calling and talking to me about amway and 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 throwing out your talking points <laughs> do you understand that distinction david you ever you ever had a I salesperson do, but, deal with you like this bring but some people bring hey he cared about america he's a narcissist but he see that's good things for america see that's worthless when somebody says but I do discount it, David, because it doesn't. It's these are throwaway lines. Uh, every host isn't caring about America. A lot of a lot of people care about America. Not our current president. In his own way, in his own head, he probably does think that he cares about America, but he cares about something else more. I don't know what that is. Uh, no, I don't know. I, you got me on what he cares about the most, but he certainly doesn't care about working Americans and oh, I, the traditions I, of this country. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. I, I take it that you're a Trump supporter. Um, I did support him, but he would be a one-term president, and I think he would be stalemated the whole time, so it's time to move on. Next. Oh, you so you, you're ready to move on. Yeah, he's had his time, and it didn't work out for him. Um, who, do, who do you like? You know, who who would you like to see in the president? I mean, I'm I'm opening this up to anybody. I mean, Republican, Democrat, whomever. I, I like the stance and the the record that DeSantis has in Florida, but I don't think he has the lively personality to rally people behind him. Yeah, do you know? I think David, I, you've hit this on the head. That there's the charisma is not there, is it? And Nikki it, Haley has the charisma, but I hate her track record. She's oh quit with everything she's done. God help us. And and she's that woman has every establishment emanates from every single one of her pores. Every single one. I I like to call her Nikki Romney. <laughs> That's scary. That's really. Hey, what do you think, David, about the possibility of her joining Donald Trump on the ticket? That's scary. See, and I, I'm concerned that this might actually happen from a, you know, Donald Trump. He's a deal maker. And he's if he looks at this and he sees, wow, she's great with suburban women. You know, I don't care much for her, but she may be a necessary evil to get me elected. I think that would be a disaster for the Republican Party. They need they certainly need younger and new ideas. And Trump is neither of those. Yeah, I'm with you, David. Hey, I appreciate your. You're engaging. We've had a great conversation, and please do call again, David. I met you at the barbecue, and I, I found you to be a wonderful man. I, I listen to you every day. Hey, thank you very much. Very kind of you to say. Very kind, David. Let's quickly go out to Don. you got about a minute, Don. I thank you for your patience in holding on all this time. Good morning and welcome. Hi, a pleasure to speak with you, Vince. Um, yeah, I want to comment about uh, Gavin Newsom, um, the uh, California thing with the illegal immigrants, and... Uh, uh, it took well over a year and thousands of dollars uh, to get my wife a um, marriage visa. Um, and, wow. uh, you know, and it's ludicrous that um, illegal immigrants are getting free um, health care or insurance and uh, so many other things uh, from our government. 
when, uh, you know, it's very difficult to, if you do it the right way, the government makes it very difficult. And like you alluded to, on the application, it says that um, pretty much you need to guarantee that they're not going to be dependent on the government. That right. I have enough income to support her. And so it is ludicrous what's going on in California. It's uh, it's crazy. Uh, and and you, you've hit it on the head in describing the money and the time that you put in yeah. to do this the right way. And it is disheartening to just watch people and... I, I don't know what you think about this. I think what government officials are doing, Don, is absolutely criminal. I think they should be yeah. prosecuted for it. I agree. I yeah. agree. I, um, I just don't have the patience. Don, I appreciate your call, your patience for holding on so long to communicate a very salient point, which is uh, there are many of us. We've gone through this process of doing this the right way. It's painstakingly long to go through this. And basically for this administration not just this one but others republican ones have done this as well to just allow people to cross the border with impunity uh i think it's criminal i think they need to be held criminally responsible too for what is going on at the border by the way i saw i think they're going to try to impeach mayorkas whatever that is worth because that's not going to go anywhere but um again i keep coming back to this i need to address this issue of convention of states on a on a more intense level but I, I i think this is another example unless the stakes the states take this back you're probably not going to send people to washington who are going to fix this no matter what donald trump or anybody else says they're not going to do it they're not going to do it it's going to require a course of people congress is going to have to be involved and right now i don't see it many of these people just want to play games Well, I told you it was predictable. Claudine Gay, when she was kind of helped out the door, at least out the door of the presidency, she's staying on at, and I remind you, the chump uh, change figure of $900,000 a year. See, that's everything you need to know about higher education and what's wrong with it. $900,000. And she's going to keep that salary. So do not believe any of this garbage about her being a victim, not just the money. But this is not about her being black. It's not about her being a woman. Because I guarantee you there are plenty of women with upstanding character who have not plagiarized and have respect and appreciation for Jewish people and their protection who can take this position. They could hire such a woman tomorrow if they want to. It doesn't have to be a white man. And if a white man happens to be the most qualified, he ought to get the job. Yes, I said it. I know this is not politically correct. But, as we expected, Ms. Gay has come out in a New York Times op-ed claiming in that she was the victim of a trap by demagogues and that she had been called the N-word more times than I care to count. Cry me a freaking river. Gay resigned after researchers exposed, dozen, exposed dozens of examples in which she lifted the language of other scholars in her own writings without providing attribution. Dozens of examples, not one or two. This is called plagiarism. I, I just don't understand how people can miss this. Gay had also come under scrutiny for a failed response to anti-Semitism on campus, including at a contentious congressional hearing where she declined to say that calling for the genocide of Jews would violate Harvard's code of conduct. Well, apparently it doesn't. In her op-ed, Gay wrote she was a victim of an organized ideological campaign to do what she never quite specified. <laughs> As I depart, I must offer a few words of warning. The campaign against me was about more than one university and one leader. There was merely a single, this was merely a single skirmish in a broader war to unravel public faith in pillars of American society. Isn't this what the left has been doing 
for decades, tearing down the foundations of our society, of the family, and other things? Please, woman, please. Campaigns of this kind often start with attacks on education and expertise because these are the tools that best equip communities to see through propaganda. But such campaigns don't end there. Trusted institutions of all types, from public health agencies to news organizations, will continue to fall victim to coordinated attempts to undermine their legitimacy and ruin their leaders' credibility. For the opportunists, driving cynicism about our institutions, no single victory or toppled leader exhausts their zeal. Gosh. I got to keep going here. You've got to hear the rest of this. Yes, I made mistakes, and my initial response to the atrocities of October 7th, I should have stated more forcefully. Would all people of good conscience know Hamas is a terrorist organization that seeks to eradicate the Jewish state? And at a congressional hearing last month, I fell into a well-laid trap. I neglected to clearly articulate what calls for the Jewish, that calls for the genocide of Jewish people are abhorrent and unacceptable and that I would use every tool at my disposal to protect students from that kind of hate. Okay, why didn't you just do that? See, this is the problem. People like her like to get credit for talk. If you had done it, you wouldn't have been at the freaking hearing, woman. This trashed me up the wall. Most recently, the attacks have focused on my scholarship. My critics found instances in my academic writings where some material duplicated other scholars' language without proper attribution. I believe all scholars deserve full and appropriate credit for their work. When I learned of these errors, I promptly requested corrections from the journals in which the flagged articles were published, consistent with how I have seen similar faculty cases handled at Harvard. Representative Elise Stefanik of New York, who questioned gay in Congress, rejected the idea the former Harvard president had been trapped. Of the three university presidents who testified last month and gave similar answers to gay, only one still has her job. Well, two down, maybe one to go. I'm going to save this for after the break. I don't want to interrupt this at all. This is really good stuff. Because this is the bandwagon that the radical left is jumping on, including Joyless Reed from MSNBC, referring to Ms. Gay as a casualty of the right's open war on black progress. Oh, my goodness. Seriously, that is what she's saying. And you've just got to hear what the, the idiocy coming out of this woman's mouth. And there's there's more. Because she has a guest who further piles on and talks even more nonsense. We're going to hear that much more. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Thursday. I want to very quickly get to a call here before we uh, listen to some of the craziest nonsense you've probably heard in recent days. Let's go first to Pete's in the sprawling metropolis of Davidson. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Vince. Love your show. Thank you. So I, I just don't understand uh, this, this woman's uh, lack of contrition. If uh, a student of hers, if they're going to keep her on as faculty, and a student of hers turned in her own work and claimed it as their own, what would she do? And then <laughs> if question. they rejected, if they rejected that work uh, and called it plagiarism, the student should scream, you know, sexism, racism, xenophobia, heterophobia, whatever they want. <laughs> Pete, you fit this right on the head. <laughs> This is crazy. Sometimes you have to fight fire with fire. You have to fight idiocy with idiocy. Just <laughs> I would love for a student to do that to and to make this a public case. They're coming after me because of my race, coming after me because I'm a woman, because I'm gay, because I'm this, because I'm that. Use some of their same nonsense against them and see how... And, and how go ahead. How does it make the other faculty feel that you've said to them... 
you know, she's a plagiarist, but she's good enough to still be an instructor here to be teaching students. How does that make all the rest of the faculty feel? People who've never plagiarized at all, and there's no reason for them to make corrections. Uh, see, and this is the other part of this. I very much appreciate your call there, Pete. And this is the part of me that gets very frustrated as a black man. Because I know that there are plenty of qualified black male and female candidates out there. You're not going to tell me that this woman was so special that they really needed her. And this is the part of the, uh, the other part of the deception, and I mean self-deception. This woman has an inflated sense of her own importance. She's really not that important. But she wants people to believe that she's that important. I very quickly want to get to the uh, really insane comments communicated on the Joyless Reed show. I mean, this woman is really unhinged. First, you're going to hear Joy Reed herself taking the position that what has been done here is the manifestation of an attack on black progress. Listen up. There is this sort of open war on black progress, black history. Um, Claudine Gay, the president uh, of Harvard University, at least up until she resigned, um, is now the latest casualty of that. Christopher Rufo, um, who is out there touting and you know high-fiving and claiming the scalp of Claudine Gay, telegraphed that this was what they were going to do, that they were going to associate um, these DEI professors of colleges with BLM and decolonization and Hamas in the public mind and get rid of them. He's now claiming victory. He telegraphed that this was the campaign. Why are these elite colleges capitulating to it and essentially making it so uncomfortable for these women leaders that they have to step down to be replaced by white men? Oh, Because that is the goal well, I mean, of oh, Christopher Rufo and his gang. That's the goal. You know, get rid of these black people. And so they can put some white person in there. This is just, this is outrageous is what it is. You know, and to be honest with you, MSNBC ought to be ashamed. But they won't be because there's an audience for this nonsense. So this is further uh, magnified by one Jelani Cobb who basically picks up on her allegations that this is some big right-wing conspiracy and part of it, a broader attack on CRT. Listen up. You know, we saw the same thing with critical race theory, uh, where, again, he telegraphed and said that, you know, he was going to associate that term um, with every negative connotation uh, that people could imagine, uh, irrespective of what the term actually represented, you know, a very specific uh, and particular body of legal scholarship uh, around the, the efficaciousness of, of civil rights litigation. You know, uh, very highly particular kinds of, of uh, scholarly inquiry. Uh, but by the time he was done, you know, it was kind of Cold War, uh, McCarthyite level uh, hysteria. Uh, and so the same thing, they're running the same playbook, uh, except yeah. now we have kind of individuals that are being attached to it. Uh, and, you know, uh, for the for the record, you know, when we saw Elise uh, Stefanik, Representative Stefanik, hmm. tweet uh, that she would always deliver yeah. uh, in the, yeah. the, the aftermath of the resignation. It was like, was that something you campaigned on? Was that yeah. your district wanted? Like, we, we voted for you in order for you to dispatch the president of Harvard University? Uh, so this is pure, pure culture warfare here uh, in the guise yeah. of, uh, of, of intellectual uh, inquiry and, and you know, ethical concern. Yeah, and there's no intellectual inquiry about it. They're just trying to take out any woman or person of color who leads elite universities so they can give them to the people they prefer, which is the guys used to have in the 50s. <laughs> and I ask you, who started all of this cultural warfare in the first place? This started with academia, with a goal of undermining you, the parents. So this is not new. This is not even decades new. This is over a hundred years new. <laughs> this is so hilarious. Let's take a look at the day in history in our final moments here. We go back way, way, way back to 1493. 
This guy returned home in 1493 from his first voyage to the New World. Who was this guy? Is Christopher Columbus? Yes, 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 yes. Christopher Columbus. 1847, this guy's first name is Samuel. He sold his first revolvers to the U.S. government. Do you know his last name? Uh, is it Colt? You are absolutely correct. 1863, James Plimpton patents the four-wheeler roller skates. Did you realize that was that old, 1863? I did not. It'd be fun to watch people back during that time do this. 1896, this became the 45th state in the Union. Well, it's known, one of its, uh, one of its attractions is the Great Salt Lake. Is this Utah? You are correct. Right. 1974, this president refused to hand over tapes subpoenaed by Watergate Committee. Uh, Nixon. That's Richard Nixon in 1974, indeed. 1995, this political party took control of Congress for the first time in 40 years. Was this Which? The, uh, Republicans? Republicans, right. correct. Yep, yep. 1999, this former wrestler sworn in as the governor of Minnesota. Jesse Ventura. Yes, Jesse and in 2007, this, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to try to be nice. This person became the first female Speaker of the House. Uh, was this uh, Condoleezza? No, this is uh, Nancy Pelosi. You're right. Nancy it's Pelosi, Nancy sorry. Pelosi. You're yeah. right. I, I had it, man. I almost had it perfect. And 2010, the Burj Khalifa, hoping to pronounce that correctly, the world's tallest man-made structure opened up, not here in the United States, but in Dubai. Yep, yep. Dubai. And that is a look at the day in history. And that's all of our time. Thank you very much for joining us in the broadcast today. Have yourselves a great day. Be safe out there. And God bless you. Adios. Adios.